your heart. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me, if you would, to the book of Matthew, chapter 14. Matthew, chapter 14. Now, we told you last night the Lord's dwelled upon us to talk about our walk all week. All right? Now, last night, we was back in 1 John 1. It says to walk in the light as He is in the light. And tonight, we want to talk about having a water-walking faith. A water-walking faith. We know what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, but just in case you don't, I'll tell you anyway. He says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, most of you here tonight probably know what faith is, but just in case you don't, the book of Hebrews 11, 1, he says it this way. He says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It goes on to say, for by it the elders obtained uh, a good report. Amen. Uh, listen, when we walk in faith, uh, we can obtain uh, a good report uh, in the Lord. Amen. Uh, hey, I like what he says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Uh, he says, for by grace uh, are you saved through faith, uh, not of yourself, it is a gift of God, uh, not of works, lest any man uh, should boast. It's very important tonight that we understand, friend, that without faith, we have nothing. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six 6, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Well, we want to talk about some things tonight that hinders our faith to have this walking on water type faith. Matthew 14, if you're there, say amen. All right, that's close enough. All right, starting at verse number 22, listen to what he says. He says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them, unto them, excuse me, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, listen to what he says here, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, ice doesn't count. Has anyone in here walked on water? I, say, I have to say ice because, you know, I'm used to dealing with teenagers and young people. And, and have you asked them if they ever walk on water? Yes, sir, ice. It's been frozen. This was a boisterous sea. Peter jumped out of the boat and began to walk on it. But then notice what he said right here. 
It says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, far out, thou art the Son of God. Will you bow your heads with us for a word of prayer tonight? Dear Lord, we do thank you, Father, for your presence here this evening. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be in your house tonight. We thank you for each and every one that's came this way, Lord. We thank you for the testimonies, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for that heavenly singing here tonight, Father. Lord, we're just so thankful for everything said, everything done. Father, you know your vessel. You know as it's time to preach, Lord. You know that I know I cannot preach on my own. There's only one way I know how to preach, and that it's through and by your anointing. Father, we pray, Lord, you touch our mind, you touch our lips tonight. You help us, Father, to speak the very words that need to be spoken. And God, that you'll go to the heart of everyone that's in the house tonight, Lord. And Lord, that you'll open our hearts' doors uh, and you'll minister to us tonight through your word. Use us, Father, for your glory, and Lord, for what you do here tonight, we're going to give you the praise, uh, the honor, and the glory, Lord, for it's in the precious, sweet, holy name of Jesus that we pray and ask these things tonight, and amen. All right, so we have here Peter. We have the disciples. They were all out uh, on the boat. And the Bible reads here, I read it to you, uh, that the storm came upon them. And while they were out in the night, uh, in the midst of this storm, uh, here comes Jesus walking on the water. Now it says at first uh, they were afraid. uh, And they were afraid because they thought maybe it was a spirit. Amen? Uh, A ghost. But glory be to God, uh, I want you to know uh, this was Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, And he says unto him, he speaks unto him, uh, he says, children, uh, be of good cheer, Uh, it is I. Glory be to God. Uh, You might be here tonight saying, preacher, why should they be of good cheer uh, for Jesus being in the midst of them? Uh, Listen, I've never read anywhere uh, where Jesus has been in the midst and the boat went down. Think about that. Glory be to God. Uh, This wasn't the only time he'd ever been in a storm, by the way. But here he is now, Peter. Good old Peter. We give Peter a hard time, don't we? We say, oh, Peter, I want you to know something. Peter said unto Jesus, said, Master, if it be thou, you bid me to come. You know what Jesus said unto him? Come. Now listen, to have water walking faith, the number one thing you must have is obedience unto God. Amen? You must be obedient. We know what the scripture says. Uh, to obey uh, is better than sacrifice. Amen? Uh, now the only way we can have true obedience unto God uh, is if we have full uh, trust in God. Amen? Uh, the book of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, uh, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, uh, lean not unto thine own understanding. Uh, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall what? Direct thy 
path. Hey, you know what? I'm glad tonight one day Jesus said unto Kevin Jennings, uh, come, amen. Uh, he said, come, and thanks be to God, uh, I'm glad I listened. I'm glad I came, and I'm glad I asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins and to come live in my life. Uh, how about you tonight? Aren't you glad uh, you came unto the Lord when he called unto you? Uh, hey, I like what he says in Matthew 11, uh, starting at verse 28. He says, uh, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your weary soul. What did he say? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Listen, you know who I think made the greatest walk of faith recorded in the Word of God? Jesus. How can you say that, preacher? Thanks for asking. How about Matthew 26? Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was praying. Was he not praying? He was praying. And he prayed this prayer. He said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Now, that, is that not faith? I mean, when you realize, hey, this probably ain't what I'm going to like to do. This, this is going to hurt. I'm sure it is. And you know what? Uh, Lord, if there's another way, let's just let, just let me see it. But if not, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it. Why? Because this is what you sent me to do. Do we not realize the full plan of salvation? Uh, what he tells us in John 3, 16, uh, For God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten Son, uh, that whosoever believeth in him uh, should not perish but have uh, everlasting life. Uh, he said, For God sent not his Son into the world uh, to condemn the world, uh, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, you know why he said might? It's God's will, Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's a difference in word there, right? Might and shall. You know what the difference is? You. Me. That's the difference. He made the way. He paid the price. It's paid. It's done. You don't have to do anything but accept what Jesus did for you on Calvary. Uh, now then, my friend, uh, what am I asking you to do? Put your faith in him. Just believe in him. Just be like Peter. He says, come, come on. Come, come on. That's what he says. Uh, that's what Peter did. Uh, but listen now. Peter had a little problem. We all have the same problem. One of the things that affects our faith, four things that the Lord gave me, one of the things that really impacts our faith is a little word called doubt. You ever have it? Anybody in here... Never have any doubt. We, I mean, you know, there's one guy in the Bible, he's got, he's got a great name. We call him Doubting Thomas. 
His name's Thomas. We put the doubt in there. You know why we call him Doubting Thomas? Because after Jesus had died, after he had arisen, the disciples seen him, and they came to Thomas and said, we've seen him, he's alive. And you know what Thomas said? Thomas said, until I see the nail prints in his hands, until I can put my hand in his side, I'm not going to believe it. Amen? So you know what Jesus did? This is just like Jesus. Amen? Hey, I don't know about you and your walk with Christ, but he never, ever, ever ceases to amaze me. I know God can do all things. I know according to the scripture, there is nothing impossible with God. I know what he says in Matthew 21, 22. Uh, For whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer believing, uh, ye shall receive. Uh, hey, uh, he's that good of a God. And I know he can do those things. Yet there's times in my life, he does it. And I just go back and say, wow. I didn't think he was going to do that. Now, he told me, Tom, if I asked him, he'd do it. Kind of like those people in Acts 12. You remember when Peter was cast into prison? He was put in the inner part of the prison. Yeah, you remember they had just killed James and they were taking Peter uh, and they were getting ready to kill Peter as well. Uh, and they took him and they put him in the innermost part of the prison. Uh, but the disciples, they went back to the house uh, and they began to pray uh, that God would deliver Peter. Uh, and guess what happened that night? Uh, God came down uh, and he opened it up uh, and he allowed Peter to get out of that prison. Glory be to God. Peter himself thought he was seeing a vision. You know what Peter thought? I'm going to die. But you know what? I'm glad that sometimes God's plan is, well, all the time, God's plan is bigger than our plan. And I'm glad he's able to take care of us, aren't you? I'm glad he's able to deliver us. But this little thing called doubt. Amen. Hey, I want to tell you what happened. Peter got to the house where they were and there was a damsel there by the name of Rhoda. Amen. And Peter was knocking on the door. Rhoda came and opened the door and then wouldn't even let him in. Closed the door and said, hey, Peter's at the door. You know what they said to her? You talk like a mad woman. They'd been praying for deliverance. Now, we can laugh at this, but we're the same way. We do the same things. We give it to God and take it back at the same time. You ever done that? I got my hanky over here. I like to use that as my illustration, but I, I do it a lot. I'll bring it to God, and I'll say, Lord, I'm going to lay it right here at your feet. I'm going to let you have it. All my problems, all my cares, all my worries, all the things that I can't seem to handle, I'm going to give it to you, God. And then before I even get away from the altar, I pick it back up. Take it with me. Peter had a little bit of doubt. Notice verse 30. This is very important. Notice what he said in verse 30. See, Peter was walking on water. He was doing it. He wasn't thinking about it. He was doing it. Where were the other 11? They were in the boat. 
Glory be to God. I like it when the Lord saves somebody and just sets them on fire. Don't you? Uh, I mean, I like it when he saves them uh, and they just come out of the gate uh, on fire for the Lord. Amen? Uh, and everybody else is saying, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, but glory be to God, I'm glad that Peter uh, was willing to take a big step of faith. But here's what happened. This happens to us too. It says, and when he saw the wind boisterous, he was what? Afraid. Second thing that will hinder our faith, fear. And we all got it. We'll sit here and say, oh, not me, I'm not afraid of anything. Let me put a black widow spider on your nose. See if you're not afraid of anything. We're not a snake-handling group of people, so don't anybody panic, okay? Don't anybody panic, so I didn't say we'd bring a snake in. I, I got to tell you this. I had a deacon in a church one time. I was pastoring, and he came in, and he was all, I mean, he was all grinning ear to ear. He was just as happy as could be. He says, preacher, he said, I was talking to this guy at my work today, and I was witnessing to him, and I was telling him about Jesus, and I, I was telling him about church, and he, he asked me if we were a snake candle in church, and I said, we sure are, and I know my jaw dropped. He said, I told him, preacher, we handle him with a hoe handle. <laughs> Amen. But you think about this. We've all got fear. There's things in our lives that we're afraid of. You know, one of the biggest fears that we all deal with is the fear of the unknown. You get a cold, and it's just a cold, but it could be worse. Could it not? It could be. And where's our thought usually go? To the worse. The fear of the unknown. But fear will hinder our faith. Fear will keep us from doing things that because we're worried about what people's going to think or, or what they're going to say about us. Uh, but here's the bottom line. Uh, we're not here to please each other. Uh, we're here to please the Almighty God. Amen? Uh, now listen, I believe this from the bottom of my heart. Uh, when we go to please God, uh, we can please each other also. But here's the bottom line. At the end of this journey... I stand before the Almighty God. I give an account to the Almighty God for what I did or did not do. Do we not realize that the Bible even says this, him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is what? Sin. Amen. So if I know to do it, I, I shouldn't let fear keep me from doing it. Do you realize there's a lot of people going to miss heaven because uh, they're afraid of what everybody's going to say if they came and gave their heart to Jesus Christ? I got news for you. I'm not the brightest bulb on the tree. Okay? But heaven or hell, I choose heaven every day. A land where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, 
No more trouble. Here's what I like about heaven. There'll be no more sin over there. Glory be to God. The flesh ain't going to be there. We're not going to have to battle this old body anymore. Glory be to God. We'll be likened unto Jesus himself. I don't know if that excites you, but that excites me to think about that, about how great that's going to be. And listen, heaven, you can have it if you'll accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you'll put your faith in Him. So we know that there's fear. We know that there's doubt. Just right with doubt is a word uh, that's going to keep a lot of people out called unbelief. Simply refusing to believe in Jesus. Do you remember there was a man in the Bible, he had a son, and the son was vexed with an evil spirit, and they brought him to the disciples, uh, but the disciples couldn't do anything with him. Uh, and then Jesus came, uh, and you know what Jesus said? Oh, ye a little faith. Uh, you know what? A lot of times in my life, uh, I just say it about myself. Oh, me a little faith. We were out walking the other evening. My wife said, we ought to go visit so-and-so. We've been to so-and-so's house many and many times, and they just never really have received us real well. And I said, well, I don't know if I want to waste my breath or not. I said that, Tom. She says, oh, we ought to go. So we went just to invite him to church, just to talk to him for a minute. And do you know what this man said? I've been considering it. I've been thinking about it. Glory be to God. We were walking back out there. We was walking down the driveway, and I looked over at my wife, and I said, Oh, me a little faith. Oh, me a little faith. Listen, uh, we get this, though, this unbelief, uh, but we should always believe uh, Jesus will do what he says he'll do. Amen? Uh, listen, the disciples might not have been able uh, to cast th that spirit out of this boy, uh, but Jesus sure was. He was able. He told his dad, his father, the boy's father, he said, if you believe, if you believe, this is possible. You know what that man said? Lord, I believe, but help us thou, my unbelief. You know, a lot of times as a Christian, I just got to pray that the Lord will help my unbelief. He'll just help my unbelief. But listen, why? Because that hinders my faith. You understand what I'm trying to say? But if I just realize uh, everything that God says, he means he's going to do. And then the last thing that hinders my faith is simply not knowing enough of the word. Ouch, amen, oh me, or oh my. Faith cometh, Romans 10, 17 says this, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. See, you all know that. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, I've never been threatened with a fiery furnace. But I know in the Bible, three Hebrew children were thrown in. But I also know there was four in the fire. 
Glory be to God. Preacher, how do you know that? Read it. Amen. Uh, heard it. Uh, been around it. Uh, and you know what that tells me? Uh, when the fiery trial of life comes, uh, it don't have to be uh, a physical fiery furnace to be a fiery trial. But you know what I know? When I'm in that fiery trial, I know who's there with me. Jesus, the king himself, looked in. He asked this question. You know that furnace was so hot, the men that opened the door to throw them three boys in were consumed by the heat. That's how hot it was. And this king looked in and he said, Hey, did we not cast three men into the fire? Yeah, that's what we did. He said, I see four. He said, and the fourth is likened unto the Son of God. Glory be to God. I want to promise you something tonight. You put your faith in Jesus Christ, uh, and wherever you go, he'll go. Amen. You know what he said? He said, I'll never leave thee, uh, nor forsake thee. I'll go with thee all the way, uh, even unto the end of the world. Uh, hey, uh, we're never alone if we have Jesus Christ. Never alone. You think about that. Boy, I'd like to have some of that water-walking faith. Because I don't know what God's going to ask me to do tonight on the way home or tomorrow. I have some I work with today. Look out. I don't know what's going to happen at the office tomorrow, okay? But listen to what I'm trying to say. We don't know when God's going to ask us to do something. But let's just have enough faith that when He asks us, we'll do it. We don't know when God's going to ask us to just stop everything and go witness to somebody. But you know when he does? Do it. Do it. And see what God will do. I ask you tonight, first of all, as we get an invitational number, if you are here and you have never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, you're not born again. You've never repented for what you've done wrong. Would you make tonight your night? It don't have to be a long, lengthy prayer. It can be a short prayer. Forgive me. Forgive me. Is that not what the criminal prayed on the... On the actually, he prayed this on the cross. Lord, remember me this day. Just remember me this day. You know what Jesus told that criminal? Today. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Listen, if you've not ever asked Jesus to forgive you, make tonight your night. Put your faith in him. Just believe in him. Just a little bit. Romans 10, 9 says this. If thou shalt believe in thine heart the Lord Jesus and confess with thy mouth that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Call on him tonight, would you? Just call on him tonight. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to come live in your heart. And you're going to have a brand new life in Christ. A new creature. He'll make you that. Oh, preacher, I can't change everything. Here's what's great about it. You don't have to. Uh-oh, what do you mean, preacher? He'll change you. You don't have to worry about it. He'll take care of it. 
Now, there will be a change. You can rest assured to that. But he makes the change. He makes the change in you. Christian, how about you tonight? Maybe you're here and one of these four things, or maybe all four of these things are hindering your faith. Maybe there's something that the Lord's dealing with you on and you're struggling with it. Or maybe there's a prayer you need answered that just hasn't been answered yet. You'd like to talk to the Lord about that tonight. As we all stand, as Pastor Tom comes, if you have a need to pray, would you come tonight? Would you mind the Spirit of God tonight? Just do what He asks you to do at the altar. Thank God for the altar. What are we going to sing?